Welcome back to the STG Fitness Podcast. This is episode number seven. Once again, and for all seven times, you've got all three of us on the line. We got Clark on the line. Welcome in. <laughs> and we got Jesse as well. Hey, yo. And tonight we're going to be talking about supplements 101. Again, I, I want to reiterate kind of from our last episode too, we are not exactly experts in this field. Um, I think we're going to be speaking more from personal experience and what we've learned over the, over the time in, uh, in the fitness industry for ourselves. So bear with us as, again, we're not experts on this stuff, but uh, we're going to be speaking from personal experience and personal preferences and hope to give you all some insight on our knowledge and what we use um, to help us with our training. So to kick off tonight, you guys got any life updates, any news in the fitness industry? Life's uh, busy and as exciting as always. I guess I get to start coaching uh, football again. So that's actually a big deal for me. That's awesome. Kid, kid, kids need activity for sure. So I'm excited. Fitness industry news? Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I started uh, my new quarter of classes this week. It was a long week. Looking forward to getting after it again this week and attacking it with energy. Uh, other than that, nothing really exciting or crazy new with me. The fitness industry, um, I have no idea. I don't know anything, any news. Yeah, I'd say I, uh, I just, just started my very last class from my MBA program. So we're about seven weeks out from graduation. We got the job search hot and heavy right now. Um, prep is now just under nine weeks out. Just coming off a of deload week. So the numbers are going to start to go up on my programming. And oh yeah. Really just, just there's a lot going on. Um, I kind of mentioned this in my latest episode of the process is we just have a lot up in the air right now, a lot of moving parts. And it's just, it's nice to be counting all the blessings along the way and just excited to, for these next nine weeks because there's going to be a lot of cool things happening. Um, for the fitness industry, uh, it's been fun to see some of the latest meets um, with like the Texas strength systems. And I believe it was called the hybrid meet as oh, well. Yeah. Kind of seeing some big names compete and some of my favorite uh, fitness influencers and powerlifting influencers are, they're about four to five weeks out from collegiate nationals. And then you also got Rod Nats and, in June. So it's kind of cool to see a lot of the big names in the powerlifting world, uh, prepping for their meets when I'm prepping for one as well. So it's kind of exciting. Awesome. What is the process for those of the people listening that don't know? The process is the YouTube series, um, that I've been creating that kind of is an overarching look of my powerlifting career and just my life in general, kind of a, a vlog and, kind of just life updates as, as I continue to progress through my education career, professional career and with STG and powerlifting. So basically everything. So make sure to tune in to the uh, YouTube channel. Follow the process. As Follow Grant the process. Trust, puts trust into the process. Oh yes. <laughs> um, so without further ado, let's, uh, let's dive into tonight's topic supplements 101. And I guess for all the listeners out there, 
I guess we'll turn it over to Clark or Jesse, whoever wants to attack this first. What are supplements? Um, super basic. <clears throat> A very general answer is that they just they help you fill in the gaps into your nutrition. I mean, I mean that's what they are there for. They are. It's not real food, obviously, but it is. It's supplements. It's there to supplement your diet that you're already eating in real food. So, you know, it helps you fill in the gaps or can help you, um, you know, probably the most common thing for supplementation is, is people trying to get a little protein shake, some protein powder in after a workout. Um, so it can help you with timing, um, things like that, but yeah, pretty basic answer. Yeah. I think that's a really good overview. I don't really have a, a ton to add to it. Um, there's your basic ones. You got pre-workout, you got protein, you got creatine, and then you can start taking some more, um, you know, more intricate ones like BCAAs and, you know, whatever people take these days. I don't even know. There's so many of them, but I think in a nutshell, Jesse really, really summed it up. Well, it's just to fill in any bait, like weaknesses, I guess, that you have in your nutrition and also to supplement it. So for me, I like to get extra protein. So it supplements supplement, like you said, um, what I have in protein with my meals. I never am like replacing protein by having a protein shake. You can do that, but we can probably get into that more in this episode. But I think, like you said, that's, that's kind of the broad overview of supplements as a whole. That's a really good point you made in terms of it's not replacing your meals. I think that's a, that's a, a big thing to understand is that the supplementation is not replacing your real food that you need to be eating. And we'll talk more about that later, but. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that kind of brings me to the next question is how much should I rely on them? Because um, I know starting out in my lifting career, I, th I thought, you know, taking the protein powders is, is going to be the sole reason why I get jacked one day or, <laughs> you know, People say, you know, I'm going to hop on some creatine. Like it's going to make me look massive, make me look like an expert bodybuilder or like a, give me my pro card, you name it. Um, gains. And I think, I think it's easy to get into that mindset when I, I, I don't know how, like it's kind of portrayed in the fitness industry is, Oh, you take this, this is what you might get in return of taking this. So for our listeners out there, how much should I or them how much should they rely or rely on supplements to get them gains or what should their expectations be prior and during or while taking supplements? So before, before I get into this whole thing, or I'll, I'll probably let Jesse answer because his answer is probably going to be a little bit more uh, research backed. And then I can get into more of my, my experiences with them, but I have two stories to go off of what you just said about the whole, you know, I take it and feel like I'm getting insta gains. So I was a senior <laughs> in high school after our last basketball game, which I, it was in like early March, like mid March, whenever it was. And I was getting ready to go play college basketball. And I was like, all right, like off season, let's get some bulking, um, workouts, a bulking diet. And I had never taken protein in my life, which senior year of high school, like I'm was one of the few like dudes that had never taken protein yet. So I went and bought like this cheap six-star protein from Meyer, which is a department store in Illinois. And for those of you that don't know, like 
the six-star protein is the one with like Russell Westbrook, Bryce Harper, and Rob yeah. Gronkowski on the front. And it's like basically marketing that you're going to be like those guys. I remember and that. For some weird reason, on the label of the first protein thing I ever bought, it said like take before and at take one scoop before and one scoop after. So I took a scoop before with milk. And I mean, this is all mental. I go into the weight room and I bench like, you know, I was like 160 pounds. So I benched like 25s on each side. And then I was like feeling good. And I ended up getting like a few reps with the 35s on each side. And I was like, that's all the protein. That's hundred percent the protein. And what my takeaway from this is, is that was not at all what it was. It was mental. I was pumped up. I was ready to lift and I got a higher number, but my point behind it is you should never rely on anything in life to make the sole difference in anything. Like even with school, like you're saying, okay, um, I studied for an extra hour. That's like the sole reason why I did better. Like, no, there's other factors that go into it. And I think that's important with supplements. Like they're called supplement supplements for a reason. They're not called replacers. They don't replace your lift. They supplement them. Um, so that's my first story. And my second story is there was a guy that all three of us know, we're not going to name any names, but he would come into the weight room at college and he would have like this huge bag. And you guys know who I'm talking about this huge bag with like millions of supplements in them. And he would like pull them out and be like, Oh, I'm using this for this day and this for this day. And it's like, kind of like what we talked about for last week. It's like, it's easy calories in more than calories out. And do a back squat, do a bench press. You know, we don't need to do banded single leg dumbbell on a BOSU ball squats, like squat down and stand back up. So that's like kind of how I feel about the supplements. Like if you got some pre-workout to get you pumped up, you get some creatine to maybe um, help you hydrate a little more and then um, start to build and like bulk some muscle mass on, help you eat more. And then maybe some protein, which is going to supplement what you're eating in your red meats and your fruits and your vegetables and your carbs. Um, that's all you really need. In my opinion, you guys may think otherwise, but that's, that's my big answer and brief overview of supplements and rant. No, I, I think you hit that right on the head and, um, you probably couldn't have said it any better. And I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you as well. Cause I remember when I was in my interview with FNX, you know, they were talking about the different type of supplements I take and, you know, I almost feel bad because I'm not super knowledgeable about the supplement industry because I'm, I'm very basic. I, I put an emphasis on not relying on supplements to do the job for me or getting in that mental mindset of those are what's going to get me to be an elite performer or anything like that. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Clark, in terms of, you know, pre-workout to get the stimulation going before you're working out protein in case I'm not hitting my protein goals for the day, creatine to help with building muscle mass and the hydration. And, you know, every once in a while with my accessory days, like when I'm not going super heavy in the gym, um, I go with a non-stim pre-workout. So I'm not intaking the caffeine just to be conscientious of how much caffeine I'm taking in per day and per week. So I'm a very basic man. I know Jesse brings a breadth of knowledge to the table. So I'm going to turn it over to him and let him take over. Um, but yeah, I think you hit yeah. it on the head, Clark. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think those three supplements for, I mean, we're talking about supplements 101. And I think in, in terms of 
not getting too complicated with anything, the, those three supplements are probably the most of what anybody takes. Um, whenever I get asked about supplements, those are some of the first couple things that I mention. But I don't want to get like scientific. I, I have been with the strength and conditioning stuff that I that I research. I've actually been reading a the past two chapters a lot on nutrition. But um, I mean, really, I would say just don't rely on them. Like Clark said, they shouldn't be your focal point. If you want to use supplements, that is absolutely fine. I mean, we use supplements. Um, and like we said, they can fill in those gaps into your, into your nutrition. But it's not going to necessarily solve all of your problems. There's not a, a magic pill. There's not it's the same thing between training, nutrition, or supplementation. There's not one magical thing that's going to solve all your problems. Um, it's, it's a well-rounded aspect, good training, good nutrition, good supplementation. And if you want to take supplements, like I said, that's fine, but you should focus on your actual nutrition, eating real food first. And that's that nutrition and hydration to me is one thing. Nutrition is also hydration. You gotta, you gotta drink enough water, um, for everything to work right. But you know, the, the real, I guess, gains that you're going to get out of your training is having good nutrition to support that. If you're not eating right for the goals that you want, they're not going to happen. And you can't out supplement a bad diet. It's not any different than you can't out train a bad diet. So, um, yeah. I think, I think it's been interesting to see how the fitness industry is in, or the supplement industry has evolved. Um, you know, you're starting to see some more supplements like greens, reds. Um, those are the main ones that kind of come off the top of my head. Well, there's it, definitely a, a separation and a little bit of an overlap of more performance-based supplements. And then, you know, like you said, in the past couple of years, more health-based supplements. And I think including some of those can definitely help fill in gaps in your, into your nutrition. Right. And kind of what I was going to mention is like, I think it's, it's huge for like college students where they may not have access to certain food groups, or it's kind of hard to get specific food groups in while they're eating at a cafeteria or just on the go, or for someone who lives a very fast paced lifestyle, it might be hard to plan out that stuff. And they might be missing aspects of their diet where, they can't get all their greens in or reds in. And that's kind of what I found interesting throughout the supplement industry over the past couple of years is we're starting to see some new products that are making life a little bit easier, but again, not relying on those. For sure. Absolutely. Cause you know, even for me, the past couple of years I've been taking, you know, I, I do try to eat a balance <clears throat> of different meat sources, different fruit and vegetable sources, but I do take a greens powder to kind of fill in the, you know, your macronutrients are protein, carbs, fats, but micronutrients, all the smaller things, um, the vitamins and minerals and everything that you, that your body needs taking some things like, um, different vitamins, uh, greens, powders, immune support. Um, those kinds of things can also fill in other gaps within your nutrition you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, 
So I guess kind of moving forward, um, what should someone do if they're not seeing a difference or their expectations are not being fulfilled upon starting their supplements? You know, they're a month in, two months in, they're just like, I'm not seeing a difference. Or again, it's not living up to the hype that influencers or the company had said the supplements would get to. Um, What would you make recommendation wise to them and how long should they expect to see results or how long should they test something out before they realize it it is for them or it's just not for them? So my theory on this is, so I, I seen the, in the notes thing that it says maybe protein powder is an exception. So my theory is if you're not seeing a difference and you're just taking protein powder, then you probably need to uptake your protein with your food as well. And you might need to eat some more calories. So I wouldn't say just like getting off of that just maybe eating more, more food. That's if you're trying to bulk, if you're trying to maintain and you see yourself starting to gain a little bit more weight or gaining more than you need, then either stop taking the protein or figure out your calorie intake for other aspects of eating and then adjust. Or the third thing is get a protein powder that has less calories and is just giving you the supplemented protein. Um, for pre-workout, I think it's pretty obvious. Like you're, you're going to tell a difference. If you don't tell a difference, you're too tolerant to caffeine. So you either need to fix that problem and not have caffeine as often or get a pre-workout with more, yeah, with more caffeine or like Jesse said, most importantly, and probably the healthiest is sleep. So I think like pretty much everyone is not going to have a problem with feeling something at pre-workout. Would you guys agree with that? I feel like you pretty Pretty much, much. that's like the one supplement in my opinion, where like, it's pretty much a quick, like you're going to see a difference right away. The protein powder I talked about. And then um, I haven't taken creatine or like BCAAs or any of that stuff in like years. So I'll let you, I'll pass the baton to you guys for that part. Well, I obviously, I think Clark established that it kind of depends what is your goal, the context of it. I mean, if you're taking supplements and you're not seeing results, then you need to look at your nutrition. You know, I, we talk about supplements, but like I said, you can't out-train a bad diet and you can't out-supplement a bad diet. Okay, you take a healthy protein, you take some um, a greens powder, you don't, you don't overdo it with the caffeine on high intensity pre-workouts. You're, you're getting your vitamins and minerals and stuff, but then you're eating fast food and fried food all the time. Well, it's not just going to cancel and balance itself out completely. If you're eating fried greasy food all the time, that's going to catch up to your nutrition, how your body feels um, and all these things. So you, you do have to look at your nutrition. You need to make the real food a priority and like I keep saying is fill in the gaps with the nutrition, help supplement yourself to do it. I definitely think um, in terms of pre-workout, you also shouldn't be relying on that. If you're 100% relying on a pre-workout to give you energy, maybe pay attention to how your sleep is. I mean, it's a little bit different depending on, do you work a physically demanding job and you work after that? Um, waking up super early in the morning, um, how intense is your training? I think Grant made a, made a good point that 
and I do the same thing where on super heavy days or something that's really intense, a lot of volume, I'm going to take a more high intense pre-workout on lighter days and stuff. I take a pretty low stimulant or even no pre-workout. Um, just, you know, having the right music and a cup of coffee in the morning is just fine for me. So you kind of find what works. You don't want to overdo it on the caffeine. If you drink coffee all day, be careful where you're getting your pre-workouts from and stuff. I know some of them include BCAAs, <clears throat> um, especially with energy drinks that are out there now. But I don't even think you need to include BCAAs, especially if, if you're getting adequate protein intake from especially animal sources. Um, but I mean, if you want to take them, by all means, take them. Yeah. I don't know what else. Yeah, I think I, I fell victim to ignorance in uh, taking creatine early on in my college career because I listened to influencers saying, like, you take this, like, no problem. You're going to get huge. This is like the magic formula to, <laughs> to being huge. And I, I fell victim of it. And Man, really, I, I wasn't paying all... attention to my diet. I, I was kind of paying attention to my water intake because they're like, oh, if you don't drink a gallon of water while you're taking this, like you have kidney issues and stuff like that. And false, false. Um, <laughs> but, but in hindsight, you know, I, you know, I go through the cycle, I, I start taking creatine and I, I feel bloated. I just, I'm adding all this weight and stuff and I'm immediately blaming the creatine for making me feel bloated. You know, I'm not seeing as many gains as I thought I would. And as I've become more knowledgeable about the fitness and supplement industry in hindsight, it's like, okay, <laughs> it wasn't the creatine's fault. I was putting on the weight. It, it wasn't the creatine's fault. I was feeling bloated or anything like that. It's, it's taking a look at your diet and being knowledgeable and cognizant of what you're eating, how you're sleeping, and then also how you're training. And once you start paying attention to all three of those categories, I feel like my second go at taking creatine while I got into powerlifting, I've had a much more, I feel like I have, I've had a better experience. Like I've seen a lot more gains and I feel like it's definitely helped and supplemented what I've been trying to do and trying to achieve. Um, so again, I think not being reliant on simply just the, the supplement and ex having all these high expectations of it is huge. Yeah. The, if, if you have good nutrition, you have good supplementation, you're not overtraining. Um, you have proper periodization, um, <clears throat> hard work and consistency in all aspects. Like, I think if you want the biggest bang for your buck, you need to do it all. And it's not that, you know, if you want your, your nutrition to be 100% perfect, well, you're going to need a very frequent blood work. Um, to have all the vitamins and all those things filled out, um, the perfect training program. But even if you have all these things that are essentially perfect for you, unless they are followed perfectly, it doesn't matter. So I think just having a, a well-balanced training program, nutrition that's going to support your training and having supplementation that's going to fill in the gaps of your nutrition. And on top of that, just overall living a healthy lifestyle, trying to get as much adequate sleep as you can, you're going to see massive results. And if you're not, then that's why I think it takes awareness to find, okay, what am I missing out on? What am I doing wrong? Um, Cause you know, there's always something that, that can be better. And I think 
probably one of the more popular supplements obviously is creatine. I mean, we've been talking about protein pre-workout and creatine. Creatine is the most researched product out there. Your body naturally produces it. It's naturally in animal products. Um, and I mean, to get a little bit deeper, it's essential for energy production. We all have heard ATP is the powerhouse of the cell. Well, creatine in its form helps with that production. So your body needs it. Um, and to help supplement that is going to benefit you. Now, the whole things with, I guess, to debunk some creatine myths doesn't dehydrate you. Um, it doesn't, you don't really need to do these loading phases. A lot of times I've seen um, your gym bros or, or bodybuilders talk about these um, loading phases for a week where you're doing like over 20 grams of it. And then you back off for a period of time and then you need to go off of it and then back. It's like this whole cycle. There's nothing out there that truly proves that you need to do this loading and this cycling. Just put a scoop of, of creatine either in your post-workout shake. You can put it in your pre-workout. You can put it just in water or whatever. Um, however you want to take it, whenever you want to take it, just do it. And you're, I, think, I think you will see results, but not if the rest of your nutrition is on point. I keep making that clear. Because people, like you said, Grant, look for kind of that one thing. It's a combination of everything. And the more you can have everything else balanced out, the much bigger results you're going to see and much quicker. Exactly. Exactly. So do you guys want to move forward? On, I, guess, of- I, guess, I guess one more point I would make is don't expect results overnight. Don't expect results in a week even a month is really fast. I really don't like these 30 day challenges for certain things because you, you like the results in the 30 days, but it's so fast. Congratulations. You transformed your body in 30 days, but everything that you just did the past 30 days, are you going to be able to keep that going for the next three months? Are you going to be able to keep that going the, the next year, five years? So I think being, you know, patient. I mean, if you lost half a pound in, if you lost half a pound a week over an entire year, that's what, 21 pounds. That's pretty, there's 52 weeks in a year. So losing 20 pounds in a year is pretty darn good. And chances are you're going to at, at times you're going to lose more weight in some weeks than others. But I mean, that, that's kind of a different topic, but play the long game, be patient, be consistent, focus on the long term. Don't seek the super fast overnight results. And that's, I think, an important part of reading nutrition um, and supplement labels. Understand the integrity of the company that you are buying your supplements from also is big. Amen to that. So we're going to move on to the next section of this episode and it's going to be talking about recommendations for different types of lifters. So we're going to break it down into three categories. Uh, we're going to break it down into beginning lifters, intermediate lifters, and then we've got the competitive and experienced lifters. And we're going to kind of give our recommendations, uh, some of the experiences we've had throughout that and make our recommendations towards those listeners. So for someone just starting out with lifting, 
Um, what would you guys recommend for someone in terms of what supplements they should use when they start out? So for me, I think the biggest thing is we're, we're not going to be able to say this enough in this podcast is that you can't out supplement a bad diet. We've already said that like five times. And I think that's the most true when you're a beginner, because when you're a beginner, you're trying to learn everything and every little piece of information you hear, you think, okay, that could be right. That could be right. And you're still trying to experiment with things. So you're going to try like a bunch of different supplements that you're not, that are not doing anything for you. So what I would recommend is, like we said, get plenty of sleep. And if you still feel like you kind of want to take pre-workout, you want to try it, you want to get to that next level um, of energy, like take it sometimes. For me, I started taking pre-workout every other lift. And then it kind of turned into an every lift thing, um, which isn't bad, but that's kind of what I, what I did. And then um, I sort of eased my way into it. And as I liked it more and felt what I really got a, a hang of and when I got better lifts and like what times of the day. So like I found myself, if I was going in the morning, I would want to do more pre-workout. If I was going in the evening, I wanted to just kind of go in, go in, you know, without any pre-workout. So I just kind of figured out what times, what days work best for me with that. And then I got myself just a cheaper protein, you know, one of those like big bags you could get at Costco for like $25 and would have a scoop of that with like milk or water or whatever. And I think that was plenty for beginning uh, lifters because when you're a beginner is when you're going to see the most um, strength gains and muscle gains. So you don't really need a ton of supplements um, it can definitely help you a little bit more and help you get more um, bang for your buck, so to say. But you're going to be getting plenty because if you're an untrained individual, you're going to see a lot of most of your strength gains when you're a beginner. So I think it's like least important there. It's once you get to that intermediate phase that you really want to just listen to your body and figure out what works best for you and what you did as a beginner that really helped you get stronger. And then I think once you're competitive and experienced, it's just tweaking, just doing what you've been doing the whole time. And as you see fit, um, tweak it. And when you get to that competitive experience phase, you're going to have been in the game for so long that you're going to know that, you know, if some guy comes up to you with like snake juice and says it's going to increase your veins, like when you're lifting and you have more uh, muscle pop, like you're going to know, like, shut up. I'm not taking that. I'm not buying that. So it's just kind of like figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And then um, I think early, like you just kind of get a feel for it. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you hit it on the head. And I feel like as you begin to make those decisions of if you want to take creatine or if you want to take protein, like determining what companies you want to buy from, I would say my biggest recommendation is doing your research and really, really starting to like understand the market and what each company brings to the table. And that kind of leads me into competitive and experienced lifters is, you know, being an NCAA athlete, being in the USAPL where there are drug tests, like make sure you're going with a company that, that doesn't have any banned substances in their, in their supplements. And I haven't heard of many companies have banned substances in their pre-workouts, proteins, whatever. But I think that's another recommendation to make is, you know, make sure you're doing your research, make sure you're understanding what the company's bringing to the table and make informed decisions. Yeah. Real, know? real quick. 
for that. Sorry, not to, no, to cut you off. This Go is ahead. a super quick point. Um, the other thing too, another positive along with that is if you develop a company that you trust and that you like to buy their products, like you want to try to do this as early as possible because we all know that supplements can start to get expensive and they are expensive. And if you stay with the company a lot, they're going to send you emails. They're going to send you discount codes and you're going to start to get money off if you're in free shipping, if you're a frequent customer. That's, you know, um, no sponsorships, but I order from Campus Protein all the time and they are sending you discount codes and free stuff and, and all the time. So I'm, I'm sure these guys have better companies that they like a little bit more for that. Um, but it, it definitely helps you save some money. And that can be a big hurdle when you're a beginner and intermediate, when you're trying to budget and that can really help. Yeah, those are, those are good points. I definitely focusing on beginners. There is just uh, so much information out there. Um, I think a lot of people, especially nowadays, the amount of companies out there, are insane. The number of products out there is insane. So I think as a beginner, don't worry about what these elite level people are doing. Same thing as your training. If you're a beginner, you shouldn't be training like an elite athlete. You're not an elite athlete. <laughs> you're a beginner. So train like it. Doesn't mean you have to push, you can't push yourself. That doesn't mean, you know, um, don't take it too easy. You get, your body's going to adapt. But even with, with the supplementation, don't get yourself confused. Do your research on, on the integrity of companies, companies that you trust, companies that don't have banned substances, um, proper dosing of certain ingredients, vitamins, minerals, all that stuff um, is, is all important. I, I think as a beginner, pre-workout, protein, if you want to take creatine, go ahead. But I think before you start taking creatine, have your nutrition on point, I think you're going to have better results, but protein and pre-workout. I think that's really the only things in terms of a bit beginner that you need to concern yourself with. Um, intermediate, intermediate and competitive, like Clark said, you're going to start learning things about your body. You're going to, you're going to end up knowing what you need to take, what you should be taking your nutrition. You might think, oh, my nutrition is on point. And then you actually, you're tracking your food or Maybe you decide to get some blood work and you notice you're deficient in certain vitamins that could help you a lot. A lot of people do not get enough iron, magnesium, and fiber. And I think those are deficiencies that a lot of people have. Um, magnesium is essential for sleep. So you could take that if you struggle for sleeping. Um, if Don't rely on supplements. Don't rely on protein powder to get your protein and eat real food. Don't rely on pre-workout for energy, sleep, and eat better. Um, intermediate and competitive, you might start taking some joint pills and things like that. If you got achy joints and you think the solution, though, is going to be a joint pill, um, take a look at your training and your recovery. Um, are you overtraining? Are you smart with your technique? Are you having good nutrition? Are you sleeping well? So I think some of those other things that can, we can dive deeper in, into a, another podcast of, of those other supplements, but um, yeah, I think that's, I think it's important for the beginners to understand, don't get overly confused. And if you're an elite athlete, if you're competitive and, and you don't have your nutrition on point, you should, 
because then you're going to see massive, massive results positively. Great points. Great points. Um, do you guys have any, uh, any closing remarks, any statements you want to make before we wrap this thing we, up? I think we, we hit. did a really good job. If not to toot our own horn, but I think we hit, we hit pretty much everything that I wanted to hit. I'm sure there's more we could, but I don't have go, anything go, else. To go add. get yourself some uh, fair life chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a living cheat code. <laughs> hey, yeah, you don't I, need got, supplements if you take that. I've got some of that, and then um, vanilla almond milk and some FNX chocolate malt protein in here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like a dessert. Yeah, for, those of you, for those of you guys that don't know, Fairlife is a chocolate milk. They also have whole white milk as well. You can probably get it at pretty much any, any grocery store. And the macros on that thing are insane. It's like, it's like pre-workout, or I'm sorry, it's like a protein shake, but not. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe a bit, it. A little bit higher in fat. I think yeah. that's another thing with, real quick, I know we're running out of time on this thing, but um nutrition and supplementation do it to support the goals that you want i think it is a big thing we can talk about nutrition or something some other time but the goals that you want your nutrition and supplementation need to support that weight loss weight gain maintaining do that we can maybe talk about nutrition 101 next time Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for tuning in tonight, or actually it's Monday morning. Thank you for tuning in this morning to the STG Fitness Podcast. We hope you have a great week. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you back next week on the STG Fitness Podcast. Have a great week. Peace out.